0: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Let's begin
2: this hour's e news with Michelle Wolf this morning. Comedian Michelle Wolf hosting the White House Correspondents' Dinner on Saturday. And since she spent a lot of it roasting President Trump and his team, naturally, one half of America would probably say she's hilarious, while the other half would say she was terrible. She did almost 20 minutes of material. And uh, let's see. Here are some of the highlights. And by the way, she uh, wasn't just all about the president either. I mean, she went after the media as well because, well, the room was filled with the media. Uh, Here she is roasting Congress.
3: And just a reminder to everyone, I'm here to make jokes. I have no agenda. I'm not trying to get anything accomplished. So everyone that's here from Congress, you should feel right at home.
2: (laughs) All right. it's pretty good. Here she is making fun of CNN and MSNBC.
3: We've got our friends at CNN here. (laughs) Welcome, guys. It's great to have you. You guys love breaking news. And you did it. You broke it. (laughs) (laughs) The most useful information on CNN is when Anthony Bourdain tells me where to eat noodles. Great. We've got MSNBC here. MSNBC's new slogan is, This is Who We Are. Guys, it's not a good slogan. This is Who We Are is what your mom thinks the sad show on NBC is called.
2: <laughs>
3: Did you watch This is Who We Are this week? Someone left on a crock pot and everyone died.
2: <laughs> That's funny. It's pretty good. Uh, here oh, she is. Uh, are we
1: not supposed to be laughing at this cuz <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Here
2: she is roasting uh, Morning Joe, Rachel Maddow and Megan Kelly.
1: I watch Morning Joe
3: every morning. We now know that Mika and Joe are engaged. Congratulations you guys. It's like when a me too works out.
2: Oh, oh, oh man. No. Yikes.
3: We also, Rachel Maddow, we cannot forget about Rachel Maddow. She's the Peter Pan of MSNBC. <laughs> but instead of never growing up, she never gets to the point.
2: <laughs>
3: Watching Rachel Maddow is like going to Target. You went in for milk, but you left with shampoo, candles, and the entire history of the Byzantine Empire. And of course, Megan Kelly. What would I do without Megyn Kelly? You know, probably be more proud of women.
2: Oh, wow.
3: Megyn Kelly got paid $23 million by NBC. Then NBC didn't let Megyn go to the Winter Olympics. Why not? She's so white, cold, and expensive, she might as well be the Winter Olympics. Oh, Yikes.
1: Ouch.
2: Damn. <laughs> uh, let's see. You want to hear a rip on uh, Hillary Clinton? I got a lot here, man. I got Hillary Clinton. I got Sarah Sanders. I've never seen her do stand-up. That's not my thing, usually, when it comes to that. But she's really funny. Yeah, she goes there.
3: It is kind of crazy that the Trump campaign was in contact with Russia when the Hillary campaign wasn't even in contact with Michigan. (laughs)
2: And uh, a lot of people thought that Michelle Wolf's jokes about Sarah Sanders may have been over the line, considering uh, Sarah was sitting only a few feet away.
3: And of course we have Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We are graced with Sarah's presence tonight. I have to say, I'm a little starstruck. I love you as Aunt Lydia in The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> I actually really like Sarah. I think she's very resourceful.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
3: Like she burns facts and then she uses that ash to create a perfect smoky eye. <laughs> like maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's lies. Oh my God! Probably
2: life. The, and room, the whole really room sure. is uncomfortable. Oh. Sarah Huckabee
3: Sanders. You know, is it Sarah Sanders? Is it Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Is it cousin Huckabee? Is it Auntie Huckabee Sanders? Like, what's Uncle Tom but for white women who disappoint other white women?
2: All right. That's enough. <laughs> now, now the, the room is turning on her.
1: Oh, ouch.
2: Yeah. That's so, a bit much. Obviously, some highs and some lows wow. from the other night. Yeah.
1: Man, do we need to take a break? Or are you finished? Or?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I we're don't really just, know what we should do
2: here. We're just getting started. I feel started. like I was
1: in the room just now. <laughs> you no,
2: know, that's the beauty of it, though, is every year. It, it, that's what I love about it is that it goes there. And uh, that's satire, man. That's how it goes. And uh, President Trump, by the way, was not in attendance, uh, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders was, he which hasn't been give her credit he for pregnant,
1: that. Uh, pregnant pregnant <laughs> since he was president. No, he has ever don't. gone.
2: No, he won't go uh, back when Paris Hilton was pretty much defining what it meant to be famous for being famous, there was no social media to help her along. It wasn't really a thing yet. And in a new interview with a Hollywood reporter, she says she's really glad there wasn't. I agree. (laughs) She says, I feel like kids nowadays, you know, they don't really know what fun is. Because when I was a teenager growing up in New York, it was so much fun to go out. You know, no one was actually on their phone. No one was taking pictures or doing any of that. We were just there to literally have a good time with each other. So I don't think it would have been as fun because people would have been on their phones the whole time.
1: I think she's kind of right
2: about that. Keep in mind, Paris did go viral, though, thanks to her leaked sex tape, which she did talk about that in a new documentary called The American Meme. And looking back on that years later, she talks about how it felt like she was being raped. She said, I felt like I, I had lost a part of my soul. Because I've been talked about in such cruel and mean ways. I literally wanted to die at some point. I was like, I just don't want to live because I thought everything was taken away from me. And I didn't want to be known as that. It uh, is interesting how times have changed, how the world has changed now.
1: Because I remember she put out a book. If you guys remember, she put a book out about how to be a socialite.
2: Oh, that's right. And
1: I am like, "Eh, that's kind of the same as putting it out there on Similar to social media-ish.
2: For someone who's so good at social media, it's interesting interesting. how she's glad it wasn't around during the early years.
1: So the Avengers Infinity War, you knew it was going to top the box office, and it did, but it broke all of the world records. It it was the biggest weekend opening ever, taking $250 million and dethroning Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yep, they're now in second place. Mm. So that happened. Jen's
2: out today. I would love to hear her comments on that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, what? It beats Star
1: Wars? Well, she probably doesn't care because she likes the Avengers. Nah, she, she likes all that um, action hero. Superhero, superhero stuff, too. Plus, there's also this really fun story that came out about the most boring movies of all time. And I'll just run through the top five for you. Number five, Meet Joe Black. Do you guys remember that movie? It had Brad Pitt in it.
2: Oh, yeah. And I remember the name. Oh, yeah.
1: and he, I loved that movie. He was deaf and he had to take away... Um, Anthony Hopkins, who's right, was like the dad of the girl he fell in love with once he became death. It's really, Claire long. Forlani, yes, it's really long, <laughs> but it's a good movie. Number four is Australia. I don't know if you guys watched that, I think it was Nicole Kidman and somebody, I don't remember who was on that. Uh, I don't remember. Number three, one. Far and Away, which also I don't remember that Nicole one. Kidman and Tom Cruise, I think that movie is from the 90s. Oh, that
2: was a million years Number ago. Number two
1: is Noah. Came no out in idea. 2014. Oh, that was about that Noah's Ark story, yeah. correct? But I think that one was another one that was like four hours long or something. But the number one most boring movie of all time is Fifty Shades of Grey. Really? Yeah. The original Fifty Shades of Grey.
2: <laughs> I got that right next to the biblical movies. I
1: know. I was thinking the same thing. Hmm. That's funny.
2: All right. Anything else on the E news front, guys?
1: I don't think so. Then there that is go. it for now. We'll oh, have more for you have coming one more up. Thing. Sorry. NSYNC is going to reunite today on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They're getting their
0: star. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. This episode is sponsored in part by U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card. You're the boss of your own life, but are you the boss of your own finances? Here at the Jordan Harbinger Show, we don't shy away from real-life conversations, and of course, one of the most taboo topics is always finances. U.S. Bank offers a wide range of credit cards for a wide variety of financial needs, and one of its most useful cards is the U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card. With a low introductory APR for 20 billing cycles, this card is a tool for getting ahead. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is a savvy financial tool for large purchases, unexpected expenses, and balance transfers. And with the ability to customize your payment date, this card gives you control over your financial future. Apply now at usbank.com platinum. With the U.S. Bank Visa Platinum card, have peace of mind for all your financial needs. To see if you qualify, visit usbank.com platinum. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA Inc. Some restrictions may apply.